0: Hi, today we're going to be talking about case study 1, Japanese expansion in East Asia. This occurred from 1931 to 1941. So first, we're going to have a quick overview before getting started. Basically, this is an IP summary. We're going to be talking about the causes of expansion, international response, and anything that happened after that. So first, how did Japan become an ultra-nationalist state? So during this time period, we have uh, the Meiji Restoration, which is meant to protect Japan from foreign domination. Japan grew from this isolated, underdeveloped state uh, in order to shield itself from foreign influence, such as Christianity, to an important strong political and military power in Asia during the late 19th century due to industrialization, a strong military, and a controlled political system. For instance, in 1853, we have this first contact with the West between Japan and the United States. The Treaty of Kanagawa was signed after Japan was intimidated by American black ships. So these black ships were um, obviously these like warships and when they were after to get to Japan because they wanted to open up to U.S. for trade. Also during this time period, we have the Meiji Constitution. And the Meiji Constitution basically lays down the rules for uh, the citizens of Japan. Emperor was head of state and he was considered to be this divine individual that had the sole absolute power or authority. And the military was given a lot of independence as well. The military reported directly to the emperor and held two cabinet positions in the government. All laws and cabinet decisions had to be approved by all ministers in the Privy Council. This Privy Council was a small government body of elites that controlled the access to the emperor and were relied on for their prestige and experience. This caused the government to collapse and increase power of military since any veto allowed them to manipulate the government into ensuring their demands were met. Since anybody could basically say no and any law uh, would have to be vetoed. We also have the Diet, which is a parliament made up of two sectors, uh, the House of Representatives and the House of Peers. The House of Representatives, they consisted of nobility, high taxpayers, famous people, and people elected by the, by the emperor, and these people were responsible for creating and passing laws. Now we have the House of Peers, which were elected by those who could vote, basically all men over the age of 25. They approved the laws and they also sent these laws to the cabinet uh, ministers for consideration. Also being an important part or factor for this ultra-nationalist I guess, type of government, Uh, we have the national curriculum that was changed in in education since now there was uh, this emphasis on loyalty, family, and community, which promoted loyalty to the state. These students were taught to value Japanese values, the government, the emperor, his divinity, and other aspects of Japanese history and Japan's uniqueness. Japan's uniqueness also um, encouraged racism between um, other non-Japanese members that lived in Japan, as we'll see later on. Uh, This also offered people to serve the state and the government, and this was highly encouraged. And as a result, there was this connection between the education and the military system, which helped uh, the military gain control of the state. So why did Japan believe it was unique? Well, first of all, like I already mentioned, we have that the emperor thought he was divine, or the people thought that he was this divine being. And also, Japan was one of the only Asian nations to not be conquered by the West. majority of its population was Japanese as well, so there was this sense of unity and also it was the only non-european state to be a european state um, this allowed uh, japan to become a major political and world power by 1920 and as a result it became an important state during the peace conference in 1919. so these were some of the results of ultranationalism or radical nationalism in japan. japan believed it was its mission to lead the rest of asia as the only successful modern state in the region and officials who were seen as harmful to the power of Japan, or emperor, were threatened or killed. This was a form to manipulate people into agreeing with these radical philosophies. As I also already mentioned, racism towards other non-Japanese in the empire was normalized, and a large army and navy was required. Military popularity grew during the economic crisis that arose in the 1920s. As you all know, the Great Depression occurred in in 1929, and people believed that this... um, I guess, increase in military numbers was gonna bring an economic relief to peasants by expanding the empire. So these Japan's these are some of Japan's issues in the 20s. We have the fa- fragile democracy, which is a system that was no longer um, respected by people after corruption took place. Uh, we have the opposition to internationalism and the growing influence of military on Japanese foreign policy, as well as growing economic crisis. Uh, some of these were uh, as a result of fall- leading prices of rise, unemployment, and industrial unrest grew as well. Now, some causes for expansion. Uh, Japan had this desire for equality with the West, which increased alternate nationalism. There was also this need for raw materials, and new markets encouraged expansion into other territories. There was this need of strategic security. like If Japan was one of the only nations that hadn't been invaded by a European nation, they wanted to ensure that this would um, continue to be... um, I guess, a constant thing in the future. And Japan was also seen as the leader of Asia. Well, they saw themselves more as the leader of Asia. There was also the support for militarism and expansion. So before World War I, there was a lot of um, support for militarism in Japan. We have the Japan-Korea Treaty of Amity in 1876. This forced Korea to sign a treaty so that Japan could export its manufactured goods. Japan's inter- interference with Korean affairs ultimately led to the war with China. This brings us to the First Sino-Japanese War. This took place between 1894 to 1895. So why? There were these increasing tensions between the Qing Dynasty and Japan. This ultimately climaxed with Japan's full takeover of Korea in 1894, which means that the Qing Dynasty declared war. In October of 1894, Japan began its takeover of Manchuria, which served as Japan's lifeline. And why did it serve as Japan's lifeline? Well, Manchuria was this area of China closest to Japan. It was rich with minera- mineral resources, provided living space to expanding Japan population, and it was a huge province in northeast China. However, this did come with its effects. So we have the Tripartite intervention after the First Sino Japanese War, and we have Germany, Russia, and France, of which forced Japan to give up what was won during war. France, Russia, and Great Britain seized control of port cities. Germany secured control of the Shantung Peninsula, and its military success and frustration over losing land holdings reinforced the idea in Japan that a strong military was necessary to become a world power and defend itself. This ultimately led to the Anglo-Japanese alliance in 1902. This Russian influence in Asia revealed that Japan was going to have to up its game if it was going to protect itself from other European states. Japan and Great Britain would help each other militarily if either was at war with two or more countries. However, if either or was at war with one country, they would remain neutral. And this uh, pact was directed at Russia and was determined to provoke a war and win this war. Now we have the Russo-Japanese War that happened in 1904 and ended in 1905. Japan and Russia had conflicting interests in Korea and Manchuria. Japan won, and Russia was forced to accept the Treaty of Portsmouth, which helped Japan gain the respect of the West and other Asian countries. Now, a few years later, we have World War I in 1914. This allowed Japan to expand its influences in Asia and demonstrate its strength. Aggression was directed towards Germany and China's Pacific. Japan declared war on Germany after the ignored demand of giving up its territory in China. Like I already mentioned, Germany was able to gain the Shantung Peninsula, which also frustrated Japan. Um, Britain asked for Japan's support against Germany and used the Anglo-Japanese Alliance to back up their reasoning. The Japanese blocked off Tsingtao via a naval blockade for two months until the the Germans surrendered. This led to Japan taking hold of various German colonies in the Pacific. In January of 1915, Japan issued the 21 demands to China, but ended up modifying the, dem- the demands to 13 demands because the U.S. and Great Britain grew concerned over Japan's aggression towards China, so they worked to minimize Japan's control. In 1919, we have the Paris Peace Conference, which is where the League of Nations was formed. Japan was a founding member it was now one of the members who determined the peace of the world post-World War I. Japan quickly rose up the ranks in the international fight for power between European states, since it was now one of the... Mo- Two most powerful states in the Pacific region. In 1921 to 1922, the Washington Naval Conference and treaties took place. The Washington Naval Conference was a conference that was made to discuss naval disarmament. The U.S. had no desire to keep building and maintaining these expensive battleships to defend trade and possessions in the Pacific, so they invited Japan and Great Britain to do the same. So we also had these three treaties. It was the Five Power Treaty, the Four Power Treaty, and the Nine Power Treaty. So the Five Power Treaty consisted of this ratio of five-five-three, which basically meant for every five capital ships the U.S. or Britain were allowed, Japan could only have three. Basically, six percent. I mean, sixty percent of what the U.S. and Britain had. And on the four Power Four Power Treaty, each power—Japan, U.S., Britain, and France—would respect each other's territory, and this ended the Anglo-Japanese Alliance. In the Nine Power Treaty, Japan would recognize Chinese territory and sovereignty by removing its military from the Shantung Peninsula. So, the Japanese government was pressured to increase military spending despite the economic crisis they were experiencing due to the Great Depression, to defend their interests in Manchuria, and to expand to resolve domestic issues at home. Also, we have China's warlord era, which took place between 1916 and 1928. China was in a state of civil war, so the region or the country was divided into regions by warlords except Shang Tsulin eventually became the most powerful of these groups, and his um, group was located in Manchuria and Inner Mongolia. However, Japan's Kwantung Army assassinates the Manchurian warlord on June 4th, 1928. Militarism replaces democracy in the Japanese diet, and this takes place in 1930 to 1931. This is a coup, but called back the last moment, and militarists eventually controlled the government. This made life difficult for Japanese diet, and this reminded that Japanese diet was the parliament. Moderates were labeled un-Japanese if they did not support the military with the new Hamaguchi government. We also have the Mukden incident, which took place on September 18th, 1931. There's an explosion that occurred on the South Manchurian Railway, and this damaged track outside of Mukden, which led to the Manchurian crisis. There's a bomb planted by the Kwantung Army, which exploded on the track of the Japanese-owned railway, and this was an excuse to invade Manchuria, so many believe that, yes, Japan was behind uh, this explosion. The Japanese created a new state called Manchukuo, which is basically Manchuria, but with a new name. On February 18th of 1932, we have this uh, new establishment of a puppet state, and this is called Wei Manchugo, false state of Manchuria, and this is created by Japan out of the three historic provinces in China. We have Henry Puyi, which is a former Chinese emperor and he was installed as head of of the puppet government. We also have the assassination of the Prime Minister Inukai on May 15, 1932. And he was the one who opposed the seizure of Manchuria and the growing control of the military. Therefore, he was assassinated by a group of right-wing naval officers. This marked the end of pre-World War II Japanese democracy and the triumph of militarism and fascism. And there was also an international response to the Manchurian crisis, which is also known as the Lighten Report, and this took place on September of 1932. Uh, Although many countries disagree with Japan, they did little to stop the invasion because of the Great Depression and Japan's efforts to stop the spread of communism. China appealed to the League of Nations, and the situation was approached with caution. This was the first time two nations within the League were experiencing conflict with one another. So the League of Nations Uh, Just decided that the Japanese should give Manchuria back to China and the League will not recognize Manchukuo. This led to the Japanese withdrawal from the League of Nations on February 24, 1933. The Japanese delegation, defying world opinion, withdrew after the Assembly had adopted a report blaming Japan for events in Manchuria. Um, A little bit after this, we have the Second Sino Japanese War on July. Uh, 7th, 1937, to September 9th, 1945. China fought Japan with aid from Germany, the Soviet Union, and the United States because the United States had interest in China. In summer of 1936, Japan sinks the USS Panay in the Yangtze River as it inconsented an oil tanker. So although um, this whole war did not receive a lot of response from nations, most countries were not interested in being involved in war in China and were only interested in the regional colonies. This allowed Japan to be victorious because it had a superior air force and naval army, since China did not receive as much help as they needed, and this forced China to surrender Nanjing, which is China's capital. China's forces then moved in, and as a result, we have the Nanjing Massacre, or the Rape of Nanking. This took place on December 13, 1937, to January 1938. The Japanese Imperial Army marched into China's capital city of Nanking and proceeded to murder 300,000 out of 600,000 civilians and soldiers in the city. This included also the rape of women and children. This represented the single worst atrocity during the World War II era in either the European or Pacific war zones. This turned world public opinion against them. We also have this concept of the Greater East Asian Co-Prosperity Sphere, and it began around June of 1940 and ended in August of 1945. This was based on the idea of Pan-Asianism, and it allowed for this militant right in Japan, which meant more autonomy for the military. However, there was still an economic depression and less cooperation with the West. However, Japan still believed that they could guide Asia against the West. In 1941, we have the Great East Asian War. In 1942, the colonial ministry replaced with the Great East Asia Ministry. And as a result of Japan becoming involved with other uh, European nations, the U.S. institutes this oil embargo on Japan on July 26th of 1941. The U.S. becomes more aggressive towards Japanese expansionism. And in 1939, we have this moral embargo on pioneers' credit to Japan, which was stopped. The United States ignored Neutrality Act and gave $25 billion to nationalists in China. Britain and the Netherlands followed in the United States' footsteps And froze all Japanese assets throughout Britain to warn Japan away from taking aggressive actions towards their own colonies. This is because in Indochina, Japan threatened the French government if because they wanted to occupy their northern regions to cut supply supply lines to China. And as a result, Japan was greatly affected by the oil embargo since it relied heavily on the U.S. The U.S. was its heaviest oil supplier, and without oil, the war with China would eventually collapse because. Japan was outraged. They committed the attack on Pearl Harbor on December 7, 1941. Hundreds of Japanese fighter planes attacked the American naval base at Pearl Harbor near Honolulu, Hawaii. The Japanese managed to destroy nearly 20 American naval vessels, including eight enormous battleships and more than 300 airplanes. The U.S. declared war the next day, which ultimately led to Japan's defeat and surrender in August of 1945. This was Case 31 Japanese expansion in East Asia from 1931 to 1941.